Doug Tyrrell History and Comment is available on Google Podcast. Hello, friends. I'm Doug Tyrrell. This is History and Comment for Tuesday, the first day of August 2023. Again today, there is a lot of comment on current events. In 30 BC, the Egyptian city of Alexandria comes under Roman control. Alexandria came to prominence about 330 BC when the Greeks were conquering the world and held a lofty position as a center of culture and learning for nearly 1,000 years. Its demise was during the Muslim Revolution in 641. We do not read of Alexandria in the Bible, but historians tell us that the Apostle Mark went there about the year 49. Alexandria would have had an influence on the 2nd and 3rd century churches. Christopher Columbus visits Venezuela in 1498. This is his third of four voyages to the New World and the first time to the mainland of South America. Despite making four voyages and extensively exploring the Caribbean, he did not land on the mainland of North America. The closest he got was the Bahamas. If I mention the Mayflower, you will quickly think of the Pilgrim's Voyage to the New World, and that is true. But their plan was to sail in two vessels. The other, the Speedwell, departs the Netherlands on this day in 1620. It will meet up with the Mayflower in England, and both will depart for North America. But the Speedwell developed a serious leak, and both vessels turned back. It seems elementary, but British scientist Joseph Priestley discovers oxygen gas in 1774. Actually, his work was at the time collaborating earlier work by a German chemist. Priestley was a friend of Benjamin Franklin, and the two worked together on the latter's electricity experiments. In the beginning of the first Barbary War, an American ship is successful in an attack against Tripoli. But the first war was essentially a draw and will lead to the second. The whole affair was the pirates of the area were demanding protection money from the U.S. and for several years had gotten it. President Jefferson was against the idea. We talked the other day of a riot in Chicago. Today it's Philadelphia and for much the same reasons and players. The year is 1842, which is well ahead of the massive Irish immigration a decade later. The Irish were terribly treated in much of American society. For one, society was largely British in background, and second, the Irish were Catholic, which also were not widely welcomed. The Irish were often on the lowest social rungs and could only get menial jobs. It was common for shop owners to post signs in the window that said, No Irish need apply. Philadelphia had a growing population of free blacks, and there was a competition between blacks and Irish for who would get the first rung up. Much like the hiker joke, you don't have to be faster than the bear, just faster than you. Colorado was admitted as the 38th state in 1876. This is largely as a result of gold being found on the Front Range in present-day downtown Denver in 1858. Gold, though not abundant in the state, can be found in much of Colorado, and there were several small rushes there. The 1936 Olympics opened in Berlin. The whole affair was an appeasement to Adolf Hitler, and he personally presided over the event. He hoped to highlight German superiority to the world. Today, we've largely forgotten the Cold War agency known as NORAD. You may have heard of them tracking Santa Claus. 
officially known as the North American Aerospace Defense Command. It is formed on this day in 1957, jointly with Canada. The purpose was to coordinate mutual defense, largely from Russian Cold War threats. It may not seem intuitive, but a Russian attack would most likely come across the North Pole and Canada to reach the United States. There will be a string of radar installations installed across northern Canada. Forty-two years ago, cable television was expanding the offerings to the public. One of those was MTV, short for music television, which largely broadcast music videos. The first was to the song Video Killed the Radio Star by the Bungles. A hit in Europe and Canada, but barely broke into the top 40 here in the U.S. Peat bogs, especially around Britain, have often yielded preserved bodies dating back many centuries. One such body was unearthed in 1984 in west-central England. Known as Lindal Man, it is believed he was in his mid-twenties when he died in the bog sometime in the first century. Cool and constantly wet, the bogs offer an acidic, low-oxygen atmosphere that can preserve the bodies quite well. Hundreds of such preserved bodies have been discovered across northern Europe. Fourteen are notable for their condition. The 1993 Great Flood on the Mississippi and Missouri Rivers peaks. In some ways, this is the greatest flood on record. The flood began in April with the spring snowmelt. The Missouri River Basin begins on the Continental Divide in central Colorado and extends north into Canada. It meets the Mississippi River just north of St. Louis, Missouri. History, government, and what we once knew as civics are important classes in basic education. Folks, these are extremely important for any voter. Our founding fathers were extremely astute and looked across the history of man's governments and saw the faults and failures. With a clean sheet of paper, more likely vellum or parchment, they debated what was the best system to protect individual liberties and moved to implement it. If you do not know that, you may think some other form will work. Chances are they looked at it. While Marxism was more than a century in the future, they had seen collectivism and its failure to that time. But when you fail to know this information or subsequent events that built this country, we are doomed to make mistakes that have been foreseen. Alexander Soros is a name you should come to know. He is a 37-year-old son and heir of billionaire George Soros. The family gives billions each year to leftist causes and candidates here in the United States. There is a quote credited to him floating on social media. Whether it's accurate or not, it should immediately cause you to shake your head in disbelief that someone would try to foist this utter falsehood on the American population. The quote, in essence, is, the GOP is the Confederacy. There is no way to link the two historically. The very basic fact is, and you can do the research if you do not believe me, the GOP caused the succession and the formation of the Confederate States of America. The GOP, or the Grand Old Party, was established in the mid-1850s. It was rapidly anti-slavery and was an offshoot of the more moderate Whigs on the subject. After the Civil War, it was the Republican Party that pushed civil rights. Again, do the research. The Democrats were the one that was the Confederacy. They blocked every move to set the record right. 
If the Democrats have supported blacks, it's been simply to keep them dependent on government for sustenance. Now, if you want to draw parallels to the 1860s South and current factions in the Republican Party, they are there. The Confederacy was more rural, self-reliant, and not willing to be pushed around by an overreaching government. If you could distill off the slavery issue, that is exactly what the Confederacy was. But it is nearly impossible to do that. Yet I think that's exactly what a large portion of the rebel flag crowd would like to do. No one calls it the slavery flag except maybe the folks of color. They call it the rebel flag. John Cougar Mellencamp had a hit with the authority song. Much the same sentiment without the slavery connotation and no symbol. There would be those who call the flag wavers uneducated and crude. But how is it different than some elitist who is blatantly rewriting history for a purpose? One might be uneducated, but the other is pure evil. That's History in Common for the first day of August. I'm Doug Terrell. Now, go do something worth remembering.